Hello and welcome to last week's tech. This is episode 19. Originally recorded May 14th, 2021. Clubhouse for all. Hello and welcome to last week's tech. I'm your host, Joe Moreno. All kinds of fun technology news this past week. Just kind of everywhere, honestly. Uh, nothing really main-focused. But there was some really big news that happened, and I'm going to start off with that big news right away, uh, for those who are interested at least, right? Uh, so Clubhouse launches its Android app. The Android app that can be downloaded from the Play Store is available only if you live in the United States. The beta Android app launched on Sunday, and Clubhouse said it will gradually make the new app available in other English-speaking countries and then the rest of the world. So while the rest of the world has been releasing their Clubhouse-type uh, app, uh, Clubhouse finally decides that their app is ready to be released on Android. As we know, uh, Discord, Facebook, Twitter, uh, whoever else there is, has uh, Reddit, has been working on their own type of Clubhouse, and uh, it will be interesting because Clubhouse obviously was was massively successful initially at launch on iOS, and now that it's made its way to Android, will the uh, will it keep its steam or will it drop back? As uh, as I predict, it's it's going to drop back, and some of these other ones such as Discord and and Reddit, uh, potentially Twitter, may. Uh, succeed it uh, in the future. Tesla stops taking Bitcoin for vehicle purchases. Now, they only started taking Bitcoin back in March when Mr. Musk decided to buy a whole bunch out of concern that it will contribute to the greater consumption of fossil fuels. That's their reasoning behind uh, no longer accepting Bitcoin at this time. They did say that if uh, they do in the future accept it, it will be when uh, the the uh, consumption of fossil fuels with Bitcoin-related transactions is down, which may be quite a while before that happens. So unlikely uh, you're going to see Bitcoin and Tesla in the same sentence for for some time. Biden signs executive order aiming to prevent future cybersecurity disasters. The executive order comes in the wake of a number of recent cybersecurity uh, issues, such as last week's ransom attack that took down the Colonial Pipeline, the Microsoft Exchange server vulnerabilities that may have affected north of 60,000 organizations, and the SolarWinds hack that compromised nine federal agencies late last year, most recent, of course, is the Colonial Pipeline. The executive order outlines a number of initiatives, including reducing barriers to information shared between the government and the private sector, mandating the full development, sorry, deployment of multi-factor I can't speak authentication in federal government, establishing a cybersecurity review board modeled after the National Transportation Safety Board, and creating standardized playbooks for responding to cyber incidents. Now, if any of this sounds somewhat familiar, this is 
a little bit of what happened with uh, why uh, uh, the homeland security became something uh, back with the Bush administration uh, because uh, agencies were not sharing information. Now, this is more of a government to private sectors, but this, uh, you know, homeland was was government government. Uh, so clearly, there's issues with these uh, organizations still not providing detailed information about something major that might be coming down the road. Target stopped selling Pokemon cards in stores, and Walmart also follows. The retailers cite an abundance of caution for the safety of both guests and store employees. People have reportedly been opening cereal boxes in stores to steal the included Pokemon cards out of them. And someone in Japan even jumped down a rope to steal almost $9,000 worth of cards designed for kids. That also applies to MLB, NFL, and NBA cards as well. Now, while this isn't essentially tech-related, it's just phenomenal. Uh, This has been, once we got into 2020, holy smokes, things have changed just went nuts in the world, right? Uh, so, obviously, trading cards come and go, right? And there's some that are super rare. Uh, you know, the, the, the big athletes, Jordan and Tiger Woods and uh, Babe Ruth or whoever it be. Uh, so, it, there's always been uh, caution with that. Uh, but the, um, the, the amount of things people will do to get some of these cards is astronomical. And uh, you know, a couple months back, I had reported on an article about McDonald's in the Happy Meals giving out Pokemon cards and then found out there were uh, certain stores who were like uh, doing like a black market type of thing. So it, wow, just crazy. Blizzard is showing off two hours of Overwatch 2 next week. On May 20th, Blizzard would hold a two-hour-long live stream focused on the player-versus-player elements of Overwatch's sequel. The stream will be broadcast on both Twitch and Twitter, or sorry, uh, Twitch and YouTube at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So it's been a little bit since we've heard info from uh, Overwatch 2, and uh, obviously this is going to show off some stuff here, so... For those Overwatch fans, this could be very exciting. Bose launches new FDA-cleared sound control hearing aids. They'll cost $849.95 and be sold directly by Bose in five states. Uh, Massachusetts, Montana, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Texas before they're available nationally. They'll be available on May 18th. They use standard hearing aid batteries that Bose says will last up to four days if used 14 hours a day. Volume, trimmel, space, and modes for different listening environments can be adjusted and present in the Bose Hear app on iOS and Android. So Bose has been making some pretty big noise, uh, getting expanding their... Uh, their uh, business into other other audio markets. Everyone knows Bose as the speakers, huge, you know, popular, and then they jumped into headphones with the noise cancellation, 
huge, successful, popular, got into little uh, sound boxes, right? You can bring on trips, have in the office, uh, very popular, um, well done. And then they came out with the Sleep Buds a couple of years back um, to help people uh, with uh, drowning out sound uh, while they're sleeping. And now they got the hearing aids. So it's interesting to see. Uh, and then they also got the, the glasses, the sunglasses, the Bose glasses. Um, uh, so it's really interesting to see Bose expand its its market share into other areas that are that are more so than just the, the traditional home audio market. HTC unveils new Vive Pro 2. Now offers a 5K resolution, 120 hertz refresh rate, and a 120 degree field of view. It supports display stream compression, a first in a VR. DSC is virtually lossless standard most frequently seen in high-end monitors. The price for the standalone headset will be $799 and will launch on June 4th. So this is really big news. Uh, Valve probably has the one of the, the best high-end uh, VR headsets out there, and HTC says, uh, maybe we can do something better. So uh, this the information here, 5K resolution and 120 hertz, uh, 120 dis- uh, the degree field, sorry, uh, a view that's impressive, impressive. And actually, some of those are rumored to be what Apple has been working on with their potential AR VR headset uh, in the works coming out uh, potentially in a year or so. So we'll see if HTC keeps the crown when if that happens. Sony warns tight PlayStation 5 supply to extend into next year. Sony had sold 7.8 million units of the console through March 31st and is aiming to sell at least 14.8 million units in the current fiscal year. Sony told analysts it is challenging to keep up with strong demand. The PlayStation 5 has been difficult to find in stock since its release in November. Sony said monthly active users on the PlayStation Network fell to 109 million at the end of January, March period, from uh, 114 million a quarter earlier, and sales of the full games also declined in a period from a year earlier. And uh, part of this is because uh, COVID restrictions have been uh, dropping a bit, so people have actually gone outside again and explored the world. Newly discovered Wi-Fi vulnerabilities affect most devices, but risk is small. The flaw that is that could be exploded, exploded. <laughs> the flaws that could be exploited. To steal sensitive data, control smartphone devices, and even take over some computers. Three of the discovered vulnerabilities are design flaws in the Wi-Fi standard and therefore affect most devices. Uh, Nothing major to be concerned about at this point, but you can maximize your protection by using HTTPS websites whenever possible, which most are to date and using a VPN when on a public hotspot. Always, obviously, uh, just a tip for those out there, whenever you're using a public hotspot, so going to the grocery store, the doctor's office, whatever it be, 
and you're logging into their Wi-Fi, just be careful what you browse, right? I, I never, whenever I'm on any public hotspot, will never ever uh, check any financial apps I have on my phone. Never. Um, there's just a risk. There's always a risk. Anything that you could lose a great amount of information, do not use on a public hotspot. Turn off the Wi-Fi. Use your data from your cellular provider, and that is going to be the most secure you can have. If you have a provider such as Google Fi that already offers a VPN uh, with their service, highly recommend using that. Galaxy Watch 4 runs Wear OS in Google Expansion. A rough translation of the report from Korean to English mentions that Samsung and Google are collaborating on Wear OS. Samsung's involvement could energize the Wear OS market. Samsung is apparently dropping the blood glucose sensor from a Galaxy Watch 4. This feature was first reported in late 2020, but at this point may not be present on any of the company's new wearables. Of course, we know Google had bought and officially uh, signed the paperworks to own Fitbit. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Do they use the Fitbit software, bring that over to Wear OS, or does, do they bring Wear OS over to the Fitbit software? Do they keep them separate? Um, so a lot of, I, I think this next two years with Google and wearables will be very, very interesting. And the final story, Mr. Elon Musk, SpaceX partners with Google Cloud. SpaceX will install Starlink terminals at Google's cloud data centers around the world. The deal is a natural alliance for Musk's SpaceX and Google, which in 2015 invested $900 million into the space company to cover an array of technology, including Starlink's satellite manufacturing. SpaceX has launched 1,625 Starlink satellites with, uh, with about 1,550 currently in orbit. Combining Starlink's high-speed, low-latency broadband with Google's infrastructure and capabilities provides global organizations with the secure and fast connection that modern organizations expect. So big news there with Google and uh, SpaceX combining together for the sake of technology. That is this episode of Last Week's Tech. I'm your host, Joe Moreno. Follow me on Twitter at L-E-X-S-T-E-R-Y-O. And by my name, Joe Moreno on YouTube. Thank you. Have yourself a great time.